It's time for the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. We'll tell you how to catch more fish and the right way to get on the fish. We'll tell you what's biting and where they're biting. So listen in because... That's where the fish are. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. Share your tips and tricks with us. Now let's bait the hook, toss out the lines, and see what's biting on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Here's fishing guru Eric Brandon, along with Sun Sentinel Outdoor writer Steve Waters. Yeah, man, peace, love, and harmony, baby. It's a guru talking at you. Mr. Waters, good morning, dude. Good morning. How you doing, Mr. Eric? Having a fine morning. Stepped outside on the way to work. Calm-looking day, dude. Give me yeah. some weather forecast yeah. news, uh, bro. West, west wind, pretty light winds, uh, like five knots, so should be flat calm out there. West wind. I'd say good day for dolphin fishing, good conditions, but you don't even have to go that far. Really? How far? Uh, maybe three miles. That ain't bad at all, dude. Yeah, the fish have been in close, as you'll hear our captain's Report for the next two hours. It's been really good fishing. <laughs> I've watched a Facebook post this week. Uh, Bouncer Smith, A.B. Raymond, uh, Stan Hunt, all these guys are catching some nice big fat mahi and uh, some scattered wahoo out there as well. Yeah, which is great. M- mostly everybody's focusing on uh, dolphin, though. Got talk to Captain Chris Lemieux, Captain Mario Cote, and uh, they're just out there live baiting and Catching them one after the other. Not big schools, but just fish, you know, pretty consistent fish here and there. Yeah. All big, 15 well, to 20 pounds. Yeah, no swingers, five. man. These are all gaffers, dude, right? Yeah, all gaffers and uh, catching them in the Keys as well. Terrific. So, yeah, it's happening. Let's see if Bouncer Smith caught his fair share of mahi this week, huh? Okay, let's check it in. Cap Bouncer, good morning, my friend. How are you? Oh, very, very good. We uh, not only caught our fair share of mahi, but... Quite a few cobia as well. It's been a really fun week of fishing. Where are you catching your fish, uh, Cap? Steve said they were close to shore. You find the same thing? Well, a lot of the time, the big dolphin we're in is shallow as 120 to 150 feet. But every once in a while, they'd move out to 900 feet. And like yesterday, it was too rough for us to go out there with the people we had. So we didn't catch any mahi, but uh, the best reports were in 900 feet of water. And uh, they were almost wherever you found them, they were underneath frigate birds. Uh, whether you were on the edge or out deep, you had to watch the frigate birds get in front of where the frigate birds were going, and you probably score. And as Steve was saying there a minute ago, awful nice, consistent fish. Probably the best spring dolphin run we've had in several years. It's really been a great, great fishing event. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel sorry for us. We haven't fished yet, Steve. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, really. I was going to say, Bouncer, perfect timing for the Miami Sport Fishing Tournament today. Yeah, but as fate would have it, yesterday the fishing crashed for us. I mean, we caught five big amberjacks. As a matter of fact, we caught three of those on Jimmy Jigs. Oh, great. But we caught um, five big amberjacks, and we pulled the hook on a remora and we jumped off a houndfish and then right at the end of the day av went up to put the sea anchor away and here came a whole school of cobia and he ran back and threw him a bait and then you would have thought they were bonefish steve the bait hit the water and they dove for the bottom <laughs> we never saw him again what a bummer jeez, oh, man that is a uh, bummer dude yeah yeah so Kobe uh, took off. <laughs> a couple of days ago, we were uh, just drifting on the sea anchor, and in 
I think, 10 drops to the bottom. We uh, broke off a cobia, and we caught seven cobia. So that was really a crazy deal. It was like they were following us as we drifted along, but they were down on the bottom, and we were on the top in almost 200 feet of water. Well, Cap, going back to those mahi real quick around the uh, diving birds, what was your bait of choice throwing at those fish? It didn't matter. We caught them on live mullet, filchards, herring, anything you threw at them, they'd eat it. They were, uh, they were gluttonous. You know, dolphin, their biggest threat in life is starving to death, other than blue marlins. So right. <laughs> they're very voracious feeders, and if you get the bait in front of them, not always, but most of the time they'll eat it. All right, Cap, you fishing today, or what's your plan? Yeah, we're fishing the uh, Yamaha Contender Miami Sportfish Tournament. Oh, that's right, And yeah. we're already out on the water. There's not a breath of wind. There's a little residual ground swell, maybe a foot and a half tall, and uh, it's just a beautiful day out here. It's going to be a spectacular day for fishing, but a challenging day for catching because it's Saturday morning, the weather's beautiful, and everybody's going fishing, so everybody should have a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Cap, we'll check back with you about 7.30, see what your progress is like. That's okay with you, man. You betcha. We'll be half an hour into the tournament, then hopefully we'll be able to tell you about a monster we caught. All right, Cap, thank Sounds you very good. much. Catch him up, man. All right, she's fishing a firefighters tournament today, Steve Waters, out of, I think, West Palm Beach. Have you heard about that? I don't know. No. Have you heard, heard about a that? word about it? Well, I've seen it all over Facebook a little bit. Darcy Darcizzle on line number two. Darcy, good morning to you. Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing good. You said uh, in a text moments ago you're actually on the beach catching gogs right now, right? Yes, we are. We are in about uh, 50 feet of water, and we've got our sabikis in the water. We're catching a few goggle eyes this morning, so we are going to load up on bait before our tournament. Yeah, talk about the tournament. Steve wasn't familiar with it. Tell me a little bit about that tournament. Yeah, so it's the 11th annual Boynton Beach Firefighters Association tournament, and it's taking place out of Boynton Beach. And the weigh-in is going to be at Boat Club Park in Boynton Beach. And um, the lines out are at 3 o'clock, so we're going to hopefully be down there with our big catch. And um, we're also sponsored by Salt Life Optics, and I'm fishing with Team Controlled Chaos on their 31-foot contender. Um, and they won the tournament last year, so we're looking to go ahead and have a repeat success today. Pretty, pretty smart of her, Steve Water. She picks a winning boat to jump on. That was pretty wise. Yeah, well, we'll see if they can make it two in a row. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so the uh, target species are what? So for this tournament, it's just the KDW, Kingfish, Dolphin, and Wahoo. Okay. And for us, we like to specifically target the Kingfish. So hopefully we're going to try and see if we can get kites out this morning to kite fish. And if the winds aren't strong enough, then we'll be slow trolling. Uh, but hopefully we can get that monster king. And then if we do, we'll go ahead and target Dolphin and Wahoo. Now, we got a little cash involved in this thing, or is it kind of a fun event, or what's the, what's the whole payoff? Um, thing? It's mostly for charity. It's to support the Kiwanis Club in Boynton Beach, and also to support the Firefighters Benevolent Association. Okay. Um, so I think the grand prize for Kingfish, Dolphin, and Wahoo is $1,500, and um, Suzuki Engines is throwing in an extra $1,000 for people who are powered by Suzuki. So we're powered by Suzuki, so it'd actually be $2,500 if we end up winning. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, Darcy truly is a very good market. Marketing genius, throw those plugs in a little bit there, Suzuki and whatever else you're plugging, and the optics, of course. Now, again, uh, you're going to videotape this and put it up on your YouTube uh, site because you put a lot of stuff up there, Darcy, don't you? 
Yes, we uh, the last couple of weeks we've been posting a lot more. Usually I post every single Thursday, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I have a new video on my YouTube channel, Dark Sizzle Offshore. Um, but we've been posting a lot more. Check it out. I have vlogs up there. I just recently went inshore shark fishing right next to a popular um, spot to hang out on the sandbar. So we caught quite a few black tip sharks, and um, you could definitely check that out just by searching Dark Sizzle Offshore. Speaking of sharks, uh, I happen to tell you in a text last night, I'm not sure how long that video's been up, but she's got a video, Steve Waters. She was uh, out catching uh, sharks with one of her guides, I guess, and you hooked into a, what, a bull shark, I think it was, and that sucker got nailed by another fish, and you were doing everything in your power not to lose that ride. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so that was a crazy experience. Actually, the title of the video is called Best Fishing Fails because it really is a fail. Uh, but I wasn't on the proper boat to begin with, and I wasn't harnessed to the boat, so that was a mistake for me. But basically, I had the drag set too tight, and we preset the drag before I put the line in the water, and I thought I could handle it. Uh, but then we ended up using a live Jack Corvallis bait, and we were actually trying to catch Goliath grouper. They were hanging out on a rock structure in about 15 feet of water, and they would come up and see my live bait and try to hit it. But a shark ended up grabbing it before. It was like probably five foot. Um, but I literally lost my footing. I fell two or three times. I almost fell into the water. Um, I held onto the rod and all, um, I held onto the rod and all the gear. Thank God. Um, and ended up seeing that five foot shark get destroyed by a 10 foot shark. Uh, wow. so it was just one of those days when the sharks were super aggressive and uh definitely one of those days you don't want to fall in the water <laughs> well steve yeah check that video if you get, have a chance check the yeah. video out because uh you, you almost got hurt a little bit i saw you get banged around you fell you slipped uh, you, you know dropped a couple of explicatives too and <laughs> and you had one battle on your hands kid you know all right darcy still there Sounds like yeah, she sorry. fell in Go again. Ahead. Did you fall in the water? Is there a shark near you? What no, happened? No, the boat just started moving, and I could barely hear you. I apologize. <laughs> all right, well, listen, have a great day with the tournament. Tell all the guys in the tournament we said hey, and uh, make sure they all tune the show in, and good luck to you today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank all you. right. Thank you so much. Darcy out there, one of our female anglers, Steve Waters, afraid of no fish. Afraid of no animal on the ocean yeah as long as she stays in the boat as long as you stay inside the boat okay all right we'll take a little break more captains coming up the show just get rolling it is 610 on the dot 940 wins miami sports shut off that engine you're listening to the nautical ventures weekly fisherman show with eric brandon and steve waters anything you need to know about fishing or boats call 866-801-0940 they've got everything you need you're gonna need a bigger boat now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Boats. We got bigger boats Nautical Ventures, Steve Waters. Buddy Davis Boats, those big, beautiful, sweet-riding, Carolina flaring, sweet-fit-and-finish boats. They are fine-looking machines, my man. Yes, sir. I've seen them out on the water. They are smooth. It's on my bucket list of Buddy Davis Boat. Back to Fish and Talk, we've got to Stan Hunt on line, too. He's uh, been catching fish all this week. Captain Stan, good morning to you, my man. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing good talking fishing. How you been catching fish over there on the rebound this week, dude? Oh, man. This last month has just been, you know, going off for, for pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Not just us charter boats, but anybody out there fishing, you know, little boats and Facebook pictures and just lighting it up, you know. it's I mean, <laughs> pretty incredible. These fish have been nice fish and been here for so long. You know, the last two weeks with these dolphins has just been unreal let alone the, the month or two months before with all the Wahoos, you know. So really good fishing, and let's talk about how to catch. Yeah. T- 
Tell me how to catch those fish. Are you getting birds or debris, or how are you catching those fish, Cap? You know, for the last two weeks, these dolphin have just been kind of random anywhere. Um, all nice fish. You know, it seems like the fish have been 10 pounds or bigger at least lately, uh, anywhere up to 30 and 40 pounds. Um, we've been trolling, catching most of our fish trolling because we can cover so much area. You know, we can fish 150 feet where they've been into uh, and then we can stroll out to, you know, two, three, four, five hundred 500 feet if we want to. So we've been trolling, kind of covering a lot of ground. And there's not like there's a school of fish. It's just like, you know, a couple fish here and there, a couple fish here and there. And they're nice fish. So you catch those couple nice fish, you work it, you know, a couple more turns in that area, and they're kind of gone. And you kind of move around, you know, somewhere else, and, and there they are again. So nice dolphin anywhere from... Really, it's been from 120 feet, you know, just off the reef. They've been finding a lot of small flying fish in there. And uh, we've been catching them. I mean, guys have been catching them in 400, 500 also. So kind of anywhere from the reef to out deeper, the dolphin have been. Uh, we've still been catching some wahoos mixed in trolling, uh, some nice tunas showing up. Uh, I was just down in the Keys last weekend. Man, the blackfin tunas were everywhere down there. <laughs> I mean, just big schools. You know, you're sitting there kite fishing. You just see big schools, you know, coming by the boat randomly. Uh, so that's good to see. All those tunas should be coming up here soon. But, uh, you know, it is going to be flat calm today. A lot of guys have been catching the fish trolling as well in their kites, live baiting, live baiting ballyhoos have been working really good. You know, the dolphin really like ballyhoos, so. Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you know if you're planning to catch some live bow here this morning, you'll probably catch some really nice fish on them too. And uh, with the wahoo, you know I, I I tell you to let your planers back deeper. Definitely fish a planer or a big lead. You know when you're out there fishing dolphin fishing, you know four or five. No matter how deep you get, I always have a planer down because randomly you can catch a nice wahoo. You know out there real deep too. Um, you know, when you find a piece of debo- uh, debris or something like that, there's usually always a wahoo with the, you know, with the dolphin down there deeper. So right. definitely get your baits down deeper. And, uh, there's been some really nice kings showing up for us too. So we've kind of been catching the, uh, the big KDW, you know, almost every day we've been fishing lately, which is really nice to see, but I hope it does slow down a little bit in two weeks from now, you know, for the big Jamie Buns tournament there. <laughs> makes it a little more uh, compatible for us in the bigger boats that can't run as far as these other guys, you know. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the saltwater shootout coming up. So, yep, so saltwater I a, shootout. I had a question for you, Stan. I was talking to Captain Mario Cote of Hollywood, who goes out of Port Everglades, and he said he was catching a lot of his dolphin on weighted lines. Yep, yep. You know, not well, you just know, uh, kite fishing or, or trolling live baits. Right. And probably, you know, it's been so kind of windy and choppy. And usually when you get that chop and there's white water on top of the waves, you know, sometimes the fish stay down a little bit deeper from that. You know, they don't want to be all up in that. They can't see the bait as much. So uh, the bait's down a little bit deeper. And, uh, you know, like I said, I always have two planers out. Or if I'm live bait fishing, you know, I, I fish leads, I fish the downrigger. We always get baits down deeper because a lot of times the nicer fish are even, you know, below the smaller fish on top. So a lot of times you'll catch your bigger fish down deep too. Yeah. Well, I was just curious if you've been catching dolphin on any of your planer baits. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and honestly, some of the nicer ones, you know, some of the nicer 20, 30 pounders I've been seeing on the planers. I mean, we've been catching them on the riggers up top too. Uh, but mainly you definitely, I mean, most of the time I see those nicer fish, you know, on those planer rods and, you know, the planers aren't generally as much fun to reel in and catch. A lot of people think you're reeling on the planer as well, but you're not, you know, the planer trips and you're just pretty much fighting that fish only. Um, but of course you do have to hand line them in. So, you know, that kind of takes from most people's idea of fishing. They want to, you know, catch the fish all the way to the boat, so to say. But, uh, you know, you definitely get a, a lot of nice fish off them planers, and that's definitely usually where you catch your wahoos and bigger kingfish, too. So, yeah, man, full on, get some baits down there deep. Even when you pull up on a pallet or a board, you know, fish a lead, get a bait down there deep, put a bigger bait on there, too. Uh, a lot of times the smaller dolphin will let a big blue runner or something slide down deeper. And, you know, and that's where you're going to catch your nice wahoo or bigger dolphin. So, yeah. I got to make sure there. to give Stan mm-hmm. Steve Waters some of those uh, Jimmy Jig dolphin trolling lures to try it on his boat. See those things, uh, catch a fish. I've heard good things about those. Haven't tried them yet, but I'm, I'm going to give Stan a couple of, a couple of samples. Yeah, you should do okay? that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We were going to get that trip out, and I definitely want to get you guys out. I had a uh, small problem here with the boat the last couple of days, but we're going to be fixed up and ready to go this week. All right. And uh, let's definitely get a trip, you know, the end of the week or next week as well. Next week would be even be better because then it'll help me pre-fishing for the uh, Jamie Bunce tournament. Cap, just give me a call, man. I'm there, okay, please? All right, let's set it up, see what you can do for next week, anytime. I'll, I'll be there, Stan. Don't you worry. Yeah, I'll be there, too, Cap. Thanks very much. Have a great day, Stan. Catch him up, man. Thanks, guys. You, too. Good All luck, right. everybody, in the Boynton Beach Firefighters Tournament. Yes, sir. Go get them, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Down to Bud Mary's we go. Steve Waters, a nice quick chat with our good friend Richard Stanzik. I wonder if the uh, Mahi are being big down there. Cap, good morning to you, Richard. How are you? Eric, Steve, good morning. How are you all doing up there? Talking dolphin up here big time. How's things in the Keys? You know, actually, uh, that was uh, going to be uh, part of my main my main part of the discussion this morning. Uh, it is a little early in the year, you know, and uh, we've been seeing dolphin the last few weeks, but this week, especially yesterday, uh, it actually uh, you know got really really good. What I call consistent. Uh, there were a lot of what you know, now they call them slammers. We used to call them bull and cow dolphins, but a lot of big fish caught yesterday. I know the Gimme Jimmy. Uh, yesterday must have had 25 fish, and he had at least eight fish, you know, between a 20 and 30 pound range. So it was really good offshore. I know my brother Captain Scott stands going to catch 22. He didn't have quite a catch like that, but a couple of big fish and a lot of gaffers. Most every boat out there encountered dolphin yesterday, so it uh, it's getting more consistent, and it should stay that way for a while, especially with this moon fading like it is. There's still not a lot of weed out there, so keep your eyes open. And the other thing, now the wind's gone, so the birds aren't going to be on them. It's going to be a little more difficult to find those fish. Other than that, you know, my son, Captain Nick Stanzik, uh, did a lot of sword fishing this last week, and uh, he had a nice 175-pounder yesterday. So sword fishing is kind of picking up as well. Uh, there are still some amberjacks and uh, deep drop fish on the humps. A lot of the guys are hitting those small tunas. I haven't seen the big ones, but there's small tunas around as well. Uh, this week, along the uh, reef line, uh, actually the Miss Alamrata sat in quite a few days, which is unusual, uh, considering the weather wasn't all that bad. But the days they did fish, yellowtailing definitely picking up. Conditions are really improving. Water getting a little cloudy. Currents right. I know they had a, a day this week. They were close to catching their limit on yellowtail. So I think that's going to be good, especially uh, especially now and going to continue that way as well. In the backcountry, um, I really don't have a lot of reports from back there other than tarpon. Everybody is focused on tarpon. 
and the tarpon fishing's good. It's ironic. I just was. Uh, my son went early this morning, meaning he left at 4 a.m. and he'd already released two big fish down there in one of the channels. So uh, I think that's going to stay real good as well, especially with that wind kicking into the east after this little front we got going on passes by. Might be a little tough this morning when it's slick calm. I will tell you that I think uh, the trout fishing is going to be good in the back as well. I was back a couple weeks ago. So that's something else you might want to consider. But overall, I think you're going to keep the rod bent real good this week. Richard, I saw a picture on Facebook. Was that you with uh, just a enormous bonefish? You know, that that's... What's up with it, that? It, it was... Uh, you know, I, I tell you truthfully, uh, you know, I, I, I don't do as much bone fishing, obviously, in these last years, but I, I've gotten back into it, just more or less checking to see uh, if we're going to get a little rebound as a result of some of the plumbing they're doing. And I had an old friend, Al Restori, down, and we did some tarpon fishing, and, you know, Al's, uh, you know, a real prominent writer from the Northeast up there, 40 years editor of the, uh, what was it, New Jersey Star-Ledger, but he, he caught a couple of big, monstrous tarpon, like 120-pounders with me the other evening. So we decided to kill an hour, and we go out there, and we bonefished for an hour, and he hooked uh, and landed. When he hooked it, I thought it was a shark, and I didn't even you know, really take it too seriously. <laughs> and when that fish got to the boat, my heart dropped. I, I couldn't believe it because I hadn't seen a fish like that in many, many years. Um, I don't really know for sure what the fish weighed. I didn't want to kill the fish, but I would suspect over 15 pounds. Um, and he landed that monster bonefish, about a 45-minute battle, a tremendous fish. Wow. Um, would have liked to have gotten some measurements on him and, you know, really got to know exactly what it weighed. But I, I can't, you know, it's been so long since I've seen a fish like that, but I estimated it around 35 inches, which was just, just unbelievable to see that. I never thought I'd see it again. Kind of felt like I saw a ghost when I saw that fish. Wow. Steve yeah, Waters, you see that picture? I on? did, yeah. yeah. Richard texted it to me, and giant bone. Nice bone yeah, fish, it was, yeah. It was a giant. Actually, Steve, I texted you one of a, a little fish you caught earlier right. to give you some perspective. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. When, when I got that text, I thought it was a tarpon at first. <laughs> yeah, that's what, well, actually, the irony is, you know, as a fishing guide, a lot of times we, uh, we, we pull little shenanigans on people. You know, you want them to be excited. So when he hooked the fish... I didn't want to tell him it was a shark, uh, so I told him, geez, you got a whopper on there, and I was I was thinking it was a shark, and if it got away, I would have told him, geez, Al, you lost a monster. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't, it, when it got to the boat, I guess the trick was on me. Yeah, you I go. saw that fish, I mean, my heart dropped. I, uh, I actually uh, couldn't believe I was looking at it, and that's what I thought, Steve. I thought, it, I was wondering, could it possibly be a tarpon that picked up a bonefish bait? But it was, and it was that monster bone. So that's great. Fish of a lifetime, and uh, certainly for, to a guy who deserves it. This guy's eighty years old, and he's—I never saw a guy as obsessed with fishing as that individual is. So it was quite a quite a culmination at the end of the week. Well, Richard, good stuff as always, my friend. Thanks for checking in. Hopefully, we'll see you at the dock at Bud and Mary's one day soon. The uh, two of us here and. Maybe we'll take Chicago Mike down and have him catch a first bonefish, whatever. So You guys should come down. We're going to get some. Uh, we're, I'm going to try to go out and do some dolphin fishing myself on Tuesday, but it's, it, it should stay good for a while now. All so right. we'll be looking for you. Thank you, Richard, very much. Have a fine okay. weekend, okay? Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Steve. Sure Bye-bye. thing. Man, great report to Key, Steve Waters. Yes, huh? Big Boy, mahi, bonefish are back. Nice stuff. Captain's Glory coming up uh, next on the show. Steve Waters, how to maintain that motor and that boat and that trailer shop talk with Rick Buckner, who's on a... Uh, actually, uh, at the airport, set to fly off to Mexico again, so we're going to catch him as he just begins to depart. Okay. So, Rick, hold the line, stay in line, uh, don't get a body scan, whatever. We'll be right back to you, okay? We'll talk <laughs> next. 6-20-90-940 wins, Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. 
We made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son of a sailor. 6.35, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. It's shop talk time. Steve Waters with the head mechanic, the man who runs the whole show back in service at Nautical Ventures. The one, the only, Rick Buckner. Rick, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning, Eric. Morning, Steve. Good morning. You uh, make it through security yet? Yeah, already through TSA. wasn't too bad. I didn't have to go through no uh, examination room. Oh, uh, okay. no total body uh, search, cavity you, search. You, no. you bring your whole no, no body search. <laughs> you bring your toolbox with you. I know, so that can be. Uh, no, actually, you know what? This is actually going to be a good job. Uh, customers, customer is pre-prepared for me. He's already got tools set up for me. I like this. This ah, makes my job very easier. Very nice. Spoiled yeah. rotten head train mechanic. Your, man. Train your customers. Hi, <laughs> right, Buckner. So, what's our shop talk topic going to be this weekend, man? Well. We guys we're going to talk about batteries. I guess that was one scenario for you this week, huh? Oh, my God. My love of my life. Dead batteries in a boat before a sea trial. Not good. Not uh, good. Click, no. click. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. You no, know, Eric, um, there are so many batteries out there on the market today between AGMs, Optimax, um, Loose Top, Yellow Top. You know, I, I guess before you go spending the $400 for a battery, you need to look at them and see what type of boating that you do and what you're going to be using it for. Because not always spending the money on the on the top end battery is going to be the best product for you. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're not using a a boat for a long period of time, it's probably in the best. You know, as you see it, if the boat sits in the yard, does it have the batteries put on charge? At least they trickle charge, depending on the style battery that you're using, or just did remove the positive terminal from the battery, and that way it doesn't. there's no draw on the battery. Uh-huh. That was my surprise, Steve Waters. I had this really great boat that's going out for a sea trial today. Uh, it sat for a while. boat's in great shape, but mm-hmm. the batteries, just for some reason, either Rick said age or maybe non-maintenance or well, whatever the case was, they're shot. We couldn't charge them. Wow. Remember, batteries, no matter even what they are, South Florida, the top, most you're going to get out of a battery is almost four years out of a battery, no matter which one it is. Even the Odyssey batteries and the other manufacturers out there, they're all good products, but the four years in the South Florida heat, I mean, you're going to, that's about the life expectancy of a battery. Gotcha. All right, so every four years, Steve Waters, be prepared to replace your batteries. So now I have a question for you, Rick. Are we talking about the batteries to start your engine or the batteries to run all your electronics? Both. Um, you know, okay. if you're using regular flood acid batteries, it's probably good practice to at least every three months minimum to open the caps up and check the uh, level of the acid. Okay. Always use the spilled water, obviously, filling those up. And if they're AGM batteries or sealed batteries, obviously, they're maintenance-free. Those are the ones where when they drop below a certain voltage, not necessarily mean that they are garbage. Um, you need to take it to an authorized battery shop that knows how to handle those because they do take, as I explained, Eric, the ones that were in his bass boat, take a minimum of three to four days to bring up the charge to the proper spec. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, the only charge now is the charge of the client for buying new batteries, Steve Waters. No charge of the batteries, yeah. but we're charging his wallet. I okay? got you. Okay. I got you. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's one of those deals. You buy a used car. You, you, who knows how old the battery that's is. That's right, man. Hey, Rick, I know you got to catch that play, my friend, but hopefully my water demo goes great today. i got one tomorrow, too, on a Sea uh, Fox that i got to deposit on. So I'm a little busy. Uh, thanks for your service, guys, for keeping my boats uh, all ship-shape out there. Appreciate it, man. Not a problem. I'll see you next week when I return. You got it, buddy. Thanks so much.
All right, battery, Steve Waters. Make sure you maintain them or replace them. Absolutely. You don't want to get to the boat ramp and then... I once uh, fished with a guy like that. His batteries were always... It's like, oh, you got cables? Can you give me a jump? Oh, man. I can't Stop fishing with that guy, man, okay? Yeah, I did. Thank actually, you. Yeah. Holding a light number two, Tony DeJuliad back in the program. Tony, good morning to you, man. What's happening? Good morning, guys. Hard to believe another week has gone by, and it's Saturday again. Flies by, doesn't it? The week? Right. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I can tell you, Tony's got a very busy day today, so uh, we'll let him get right to it. Yeah, i got a pretty busy day today. I'm down here, actually, at the Miami Beach Marina. I'm the uh, committee boat and radio guy for the Miami uh, Yamaha Contender Sport Fish Tournament, Mm -hmm. uh, a fun fish tournament. We got forty-eight boats in the tournament today, fishing for a variety of meat species and some sailfish as well. That should be good. The fishing has been actually very good this week. Uh, last week or this week up until yesterday, a lot of big mahi's around in the fifteen to twenty-five pound range out in six hundred to a thousand feet. The kingfish have been biting pretty good in sixty to one hundred and ten feet of water. Um, and so it should be a pretty good day today to get out in the water. It should be a little calmer as well. Yesterday was a little bit rough. Wow. So you got a should w- be pretty good. Got a west wind today, Tony. It means the seas will be flat calm, dude. Yeah, a little west wind should be nice and flat and uh, looks good throughout the weekend. The other thing that's going on this week, uh, you guys have know been talking about it a little bit, but the Blue Wild show, the Blue Wild dive show in the uh, Broward Convention Center, Right. Up there in Fort Lauderdale is going on today and tomorrow, and I was there yesterday setting up, and uh, Nautical Ventures has their has their pool set up and all their toys and kayaks and everything around, so somebody who's not fishing and wants to go check out something real cool, they could go over to the convention center and check out the uh, Blue Wild show there. Nautical Ventures, I'm sure, will be glad to take care of any of their boating needs. I know my boss uh, who's listening to the show at Nautical Ventures is very glad you brought that up, Tony. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Great they do job, a heck of man. a job at the they do a heck of a job at the shows. They're fun to watch. They got a good crew there. So Yeah, we do. We so do. Uh, anyway. All right, man. So uh plan of attack is get out there with some live bait or what, what's your status? Yeah, get out there with uh, some live bait, some thread fin hearings and maybe some goggle eyes and uh but actually uh with the mahis around and get offshore a little bit. Um, if you get out there, it's calm enough. Trolling uh, with some ballyhoos or some strip baits on a planer uh, has been working real well, too. I talked to a guy yesterday at Fort Lauderdale. They had a, like a five-boat uh, corporate charter in town, and they had a little tournament amongst each other. The guy who was fishing the planers and the strips outfished the guys that were fishing the goggle yesterday. So always keep that in mind if you can get offshore. Uh, you don't want to spend $100 on a dozen goggle eyes. Um, but you can also fish for live bait around the ships and the buoys and, you know, mullet or blue runners, anything like that, uh, make a good live bait, uh, especially Wahoo like to eat blue runners. And then the other thing they've been doing is catching the small little bullet bonitas and putting them out live. And that's been uh, that's been a real successful for some of the guys that are catching those. Right. So, Tony, when, uh, I know you're the radio man for the tournament, when is, uh, is, did they take off yet? Nope. Line's in the water at 7 o'clock. There's no checkout at this okay. tournament. Um, but, uh, yeah, lines are in here in a few minutes, and I just talked to Bouncer on the radio. He's up, uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give away his location a little bit, but he's kind of <laughs> going a little bit, little bit right out front here, so... Uh, 
We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, I hope you uh, have a busy day checking in fish for the fleet. Yeah, me too. Hopefully it'll go well, and then uh, we'll have a nice result tonight. And if there's anybody down here who wants to come down to the Miami Beach Marina this afternoon and watch the weigh-in, they do a really great weigh-in, and they give away all kinds of prizes for guests to wait, and uh, there's all kinds of cocktails and things to do here on the dock, so it's a fun event. Aren't they giving away a nice, big, uh, fabulous boat this deal? Again, you buy tickets and win a, what, contender? Yeah, 25-foot contender with twin Yamaha 154-stroke engines. And you can actually come down here all day today on the on the Baywalk at the merchandise tent here, and you can buy tickets uh, to get into that raffle as well. All right, man. Well, hey, we're always pulling for our captains in these tournaments, so uh, hopefully Tony take it up and catch him up and uh, win that sucker, man. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good day. All right, buddy. We'll catch him up, and thanks, thanks for checking in, okay? All right, guys. Have a fantastic weekend, and... Uh, Great talking to you. you Likewise, too. Tony. Thank you. They changed the name of the tournament, Steve Waters, after many, many years of being called uh, what the Miami Billfish. Miami Island? Billfish. Yeah. yeah. Now it's called the Miami Sportfish. Sportfish. Yeah. So less on the billfish and more on the sportfish. Right. Yeah. It went from a three-day billfish tournament, then two, then tournament within a tournament. Now just a one-day fun fish, but they still have a sailfish category. Gotcha. But well run as always. Yes, very well. Our friend, uh, I think Judy Lane's still involved. Oh, Judy, she runs a fine show, yeah, boy, doesn't yeah. she? And, yeah, she does. You know, Tony's got the radio covered, and our buddy Harry Vernon usually does the weigh-in mm-hmm. if he's standing. So. <laughs> if he's standing, okay. Hey, Steve Waters, I hate standing in line or sitting in line at a gas pump when I got my boat behind me trying to fill my, my boat up for a day of fishing. What a pain in the butt. That's probably the least fun part of getting out there and fishing. It's you know, waiting around yeah. to gas up my boat, man. That or just uh, like yesterday was a perfect example. I go, right, so I'm trying to pull into the gas pump, and this guy pulls up, stops at the first pump, doesn't mm. go forward right. 10 feet. Of course. So now I can't get past him, uh-huh. so I have to drive all the way around. Uh, of course you, you know, do. Come out, and I'm thinking, thank goodness I don't have a boat on a trailer behind <laughs> me because I'd still be waiting for gas. Yes, you would be. Well, I'll tell you how to save yourself that aggravation calling Luke Fuel, L-U-K, Luke Fuel. These folks do a great job, Steve Waters, to deliver fuel. In case you guys are first-time listeners, they deliver fuel right to you no matter where your boat is, man. West Palm Beach, the Keys, wherever, in between. They take their trucks. They come out to you with a big, long hose. They can take and fill your boat up behind your house uh, at the uh, dock, uh, maybe in a storage facility. Wherever your boat is, they come to you, man. They fill your boat up with this great uh, low-sulfur diesel fuel and premium ethanol-free Rec 90 gas, I might add. It's actually cheaper than the marina cost or even at a gas pump. Right. You save money. You save the aggravation. You've got the boat fueled up, and you take off and go, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah, just uh, bang. 100 gallons of... Uh the gas, yes, which is, you know, for center console, no problem. It's easy, yeah, yeah. And then uh 200 gallons of diesel for the big boat, there you no go. problem. What I'd like to do, I'd like to schedule an appointment at my local gas station. <laughs> say, <laughs> this is what you got. Uh, call Luke Fuel today and get it done right. 305-432-3487. 305-432-3487. Luke Fuel, they deliver to you. Take a break. More captains coming up. 646 at 940 wins. Miami Sports. I'm your captain, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Welcome back to the show on the finest radio station, bar none, 940 wins. Miami Sports. Glad to be here, Steve Waters. Loving working here, buddy boy. Best, Eric. The best. The best. Another guy who's in the best category as far as catching fish and captain-wise, Brian Sanders back in the show. Brian, good morning, baby. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? What's going on with you? Yeah, we haven't heard yeah. from you in a while. You catching any fish over in Chukalusky? Yeah, I've been laying low, you know, just uh, fishing every day, getting up early, home late. Uh, life of a fisherman, I guess. Um, we've been, uh, let's see, this week, uh, earlier in the week, we were catching, uh, running offshore in the morning, throwing the cast net, catching some beautiful pilchards, bringing them inshore and fishing around the oyster bars and the rivers and the outside points and uh, catching some really nice snook. Uh, a lot of keepers and some of the fish were over 33 inches, which uh, we weren't allowed to keep. We'd take a picture of them and let them go. Um, right. We had one day that we hooked a fish, fought it, got it to the boat, never saw it. Uh, the guy's looking at me like, what do you think? And I'm like, I, if that's a snook, he's a really big one. <laughs> we get it to the boat, we <laughs> pull it in the boat, and this fish was 45 inches long. What? Wow. And probably weighed somewhere between 25 and 28 pounds. Uh, it was one of the bigger snook that, you know, we've ever caught over here. We just don't see them that, that big, you know? Sure. And uh, really, really big fish. Never jumped. Uh, had some other fish uh, a little bit smaller than that in the 37, 38-inch range. Uh, this year so far, uh, and Steve, you've gone over and, and you've done it with me, uh, you know, a couple times snook fishing this time of year. It's been really good, uh, the conservation efforts. Uh, are really starting to pay off, and we're starting to see a lot more of these, uh, a lot more snook now in the springtime. Yeah, that, that's terrific. Now, what about uh, tarpon? I heard they were moving through along the uh, Gulf Coast of Everglades National Park. Absolutely, we uh, we get a lot of tarpon uh, starting this time of year, and they migrate down the outside points and the shoals. And then, uh, some of the fish push back into the rivers and back into the back bays. Uh, but most of the fish that are being fished right now are out off the beaches and out off the outside points where there's uh, these, you know, white sandy peninsula type shoals. And, uh, the guys, uh, most of the guys are fly fishing for them and they're, uh, they're staked off and, uh, you know, they're trying to throw flies to them. The problem with that, uh, so far this year, it's, it's just been really windy over here. Sure. Uh, those poor, those poor guys are in like three foot seas, uh, <laughs> trying to try to cast a fly at a, at a fish that's coming by and you can barely stand up in the boat and, you know, I feel bad for them, but they're, uh, they're dedicated. I see them every day. Um, we had a tarpon on, uh, yesterday that was a, probably in the, you know, 80, a hundred pound range. We were fishing a wreck catching a bunch of sea trout and uh, I had a little six-year-old kid and he was having a blast. He'd throw a bait out there and hit the bottom and he'd catch a nice, you know, 15 to 20 inch trout and he caught a mackerel and then a little cobia swam up. We threw a bait to him and caught it and it was a little seven or eight pounder and 
Next thing you know, he says, I got one. And we look over, and here's this 100-pound tarpon jumping out of the water behind <laughs> the back of the boat. Wow. This kid's eyes were so big, he, he, he had no idea what to do. And wow. I'm just saying, hang on, hang on, buddy. <laughs> right. So, and Dad, uh, hang on to the kid. <laughs> yeah. So we, we really haven't tarpon fished that much. It's just been windy. Uh, yeah. so, and the snook fishing's been so good, we've been concentrating on that. Now, yesterday, we did find one spot. And we caught eight really nice redfish that were in the slot. And our slot on a redfish over here is 18 to 27 inches. Uh, so most of these fish were in the 24 to 25 inch range. They were really nice fish. So we caught eight of those. And we we did have a couple of nice snook yesterday. And then one of your favorites, Steve, triple tail fishing. I've really done a lot of triple tail fishing this spring. It's been very, very good. Lots of triple tails. That's awesome, man. Wish we could talk longer, but we got to go pay some bills. <laughs> I hear you. Well, hey, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I'll give you a shout next week. You got it, Brian. Thank you very much, my friend. Steve Otter is a company called Nautical Ventures Marine. Finances this program, has us on a radio talk and fishing every weekend. Thanks to 007 Roger Moore for having faith in the program and uh, getting us on 940 Wins. And I can't brag enough about how, what a great place it is. Not because I work there as a salesman, okay? Not because he's my friend. You know the place. You've been there. It's just a phenomenal place to shop for boats. That's right. I mean, you got everything covered. Little boats, big boats, yeah. the service, the toys, the, toys. the paddle boards, the kayaks. Everything, man. How about some fabulous boats? The Century brand, Buddy Davis, of course, we talked about the fabulous new Axopar, uh, doing great with the glass stream boats. And again, when you go inside and see our, when, people are amazed. They open the door, they go, what, what is it? What, what is this, man? Right. Like boating Disneyland? You walk in, you're just blinded by the color of all the kayaks. And the SUPs, all the accessories for your kayak stuff you got to have to fish with. Uh, you see guys like Dylan or Chance or Ryan uh, can help you out. Yeah, there's some really knowledgeable people there. Yeah, you take those things behind the building called the Aqua Zone. You try before you buy. Try the kayak out, okay? Take a test run in that boat you want to have, like I'm doing this morning, okay? Try before you buy. If you like it, we give you a great deal. Pay for it on your way, and you're making boating memories, baby, or kayak memories, whatever the case may be. There you go. And you got what I like is you, obviously you have the uh, pre owned boats for sale, and Nautical Ventures stands behind those. I'm sort of the pre owned king. I have had a good run on, on selling used boats. Not yeah. so much new ones, but I'm selling used ones very happily. So yeah, happy yeah. Guys. and you've got a wide variety. Lots. Everything. Lots. Bass boats, center consoles, flats boats. Pontoon boats, you name it, baby. Yeah. Check out the entire line at nauticalventures.com or come by and see us at 50 South Bryan Road, Dania Beach. And of course, our North Palm store is there for you every day doing the same exact thing. Great customer service, but a little further north to help you guys out, okay? Thank you very much. Man, 7 o'clock hours here already. I cannot believe it. Hour okay. power coming up, man. Stick around. More captains coming up. More fish talk. 658 at 940 wins. Miami Sports. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, the radio show that's put on by fishermen for fishermen and all about catching fish. Never did see so much activity. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. We want to hear from you. If you think you're nervous now, ha, wait till you're on the air. And here to hook you up with local captains and crew so you can reel in more than bragging rights is waterman Eric Brandon. I can't function without my coffee. And Sun Sentinel fishing writer Steve Waters. Coffee is ready, sir. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. 
Man, the first hour just shot on by. Steve Waters just blew by, man. 7 o'clock hour. Power's on right now. Fishing has been nothing but fantastic. For every captain we've talked to this morning, mahi are everywhere, wahoo out there, kingfish, uh, some blackfin tunas. Good stuff, man. That's right. And don't forget the tarpon. Tarpon. Big snook. Yeah. And Brian's been catching redfish. So, uh, excellent fishing. And an excellent tournament to today, I do believe, uh, with uh, Chris Lemieux. He's That's right. He's running that firefighters tournament we heard about earlier this morning. That's right. Chris Lemieux, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, doing great. First of all, props to our firefighters uh, in any city here in South Florida, across the country. You guys do a great job, and we really respect what you guys do, Chris. I know you're a firefighter yourself, so uh, just props to you, man. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciated, and we all appreciate everybody supporting us all the time. Talk about your tournament. Uh, how long has it been going on now? <clears throat> well, this is our 11th year. Um, I've been hired with Boynton for nine and uh, been doing it for 10. I did it the year prior to getting hired there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's turned out to be one of the biggest tournaments in the area. Um, we had 124 boats this year. Wow. Whoa. Uh, had 100, 126 boats last year. Um, we've had great support by everybody, uh, local, local little charities, you know, stuff like that. A lot of little local tackle shops. Um, so it's really good to see the community come together for such a great event. Um, this year we're, we're doing it for the Kiwanis Club of Boynton of the Palm Beach area, which does, uh, you know, they, uh, they take care of a lot of scholarship programs for local high schools and stuff like that in the area. So it's really, really good project. And, uh, so we, you know, we have a lot going on today. If you, if nobody's, you know, has anything going on and they want to do something, we're up here in Boynton at the the Harvey Oyer Boat Ramp Park. Okay. Um, right there, just um, off Gateway and Federal Highway. Uh, we have 15 chili teams this year. Uh, there'll be a lot of a lot of boats coming into weigh in their fish from one to four o'clock. So come on by. We have 300 pounds of pork butt being smoked by one of our firefighters so got it's a good good. time it's a good time plenty of food cheap beer you, did you, um, you said you, know, you said a lot of entertainment for kids we have a bounce house we have like a snow cone machine wow um just a lot of stuff going on now so. did you say there's a, a chili competition too yep we have a chili cook-off also there's 15 teams this year uh last year i think we had 14 so we're up we added another one this year um we have local news anchors and stuff like that as our judges and and our mayor so it's a good time yeah you know eric i've heard that the uh the firefighters tournament is the best chili cook-off on all of south florida really yeah really top-notch stuff well terrific not like some of those pretenders Oh, yeah. and then, and yeah, I, know, I know you're talking about. Really I know you're talking about really too, by the way. And and what's cool is, uh, it, as you know, they as they eliminate uh, contenders, uh, Chris and his buddies, they hook. You know, they got the fire truck there. They just hose them right off the dock. Oh man! <laughs> Back to the tournament, uh, Chris. What's your target fish for this uh, tournament today? Target fish is kingfish, dolphin, wahoo, and we have a mystery fish division, which is blackfin tuna for this year. Oh, cool, man. It's so, a little KDW yeah, thing going on. We're really on. looking forward to some nice fish. Fishing this week has been great. Um, the ocean, the, the seas have definitely been up. Um, it's been three to five, four to six all week long, but catching beautiful gaffer dolphin all week from 12 to had a 34-pound dolphin yesterday. Wow. Um, it's a lot of nice fish. Uh, I've just been flying the kite on the reef. Everything's been pretty shallow because of the hard east wind. So anywhere, you know, anywhere inside 300 foot's been the magic number. But 
it's going to be interesting to see today because we've had all this hard east wind and all of a sudden, boom, nothing this morning and the seas are calm. So who knows where the fish are going to be? Who knows what they decided to do if they ran offshore or, or what happened? But uh, I'm sure there's going to be some big fish caught. You know, it's springtime yeah. right after the full moon, right on the full moon. Yeah. There's always some big kings spawning and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting today. Hopefully somebody catches a really, really big one. All right, Chris, so listen, props to you and the firefighters for putting on a great tournament, uh, the chili competition, the fun for the kids, the whole to-do. And again, one more time, uh, tell us exactly where you guys are again. What ramp is that again? It's Harvey Oyer Park in Boynton Beach. It's 2010 North Federal Highway. Okay. And that's Boynton Beach, Florida, obviously. And, uh, you know, come by. The festivities are going to start around noon, and it's going to go all the way till pretty much 6 o'clock. So. so- so, Chris, coming from 95, if, if, uh, that would be, you'd get off at what two cross streets to get to the ramp? Yep, get off at Gateway Boulevard, go east all the way to Federal Highway. If you go just south, it's your first left going south. You can't miss it. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of cars there. Um, we have a big sign right on Federal Highway there saying that, you know, advertising the event. So, can't miss it. Okay. All right, Chris. Great. Have a great day, my friend, and uh, tell those boys we said hey. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Got time for our bass sports, Steve Waters, the one, the only, the great man himself, who's got a very small ego. Truly, truly not a blown up head. You know, I, I, mean, I was talking on. to very, Alan, very humble man, Alan, during the not. week, and uh, he was just raving about what a great guy you are. But uh, oh, I just blew it then, did yeah, I? I think you just blew it. <laughs> Alan Zanem, but what's up, man? You bass master, you what's happening? Well, I, I don't know anymore. I, I don't know how to respond to some of these things. Well, try your best. Just talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's been no, busy no. unhooking uh, largemouth bass when he's fishing that, in the Everglades. I that, know that. That is, that is true. That bite is coming alive for everybody now. And then, of course, uh, as I was talking to Steve the other day, they're, they're getting ready to drop the water in some of the other areas, which is going to make it really good fishing out there. It'll, it, it'll be lights out. This is all great for me because it, it, it takes some of the pressure off the urban canals. Uh, where I've been seeing a lot of boats in some of the places just because it, it, the fishing was so bad out there for quite a while. But but now things are changing. That'll help disperse the boats a little bit better again. And everybody go out there and have a great time when they want to go bass fishing. The peacock fishing is still good. Uh, uh, I had a boat issue yesterday, which kind of messed me up yesterday for yesterday's fishing. But Rick, who was helping me out running another group, he, they caught an eight pounder down down at C one hundred. That's a So and that and that was on fly too. So that that that's even that much better. Boy, it's yeah, that's a terrific a fish. Yeah, a lot of fun on fly. Unfortunately, it wasn't my boat, but I was busy uh, working until late last night getting my motor going again. I had a, I had a, really it turned out to be a lower unit, but uh, I thought the whole motor had gone on me. It was making all kinds of sound like an ice machine worth working behind me. <laughs> <laughs> That's never good. No, no, not a good sound. And it was a very, you, you really feel bad for the people you take out fishing that day because it kind of ruins their day. But, but it is what it is, and, and you got to keep going on. I'm looking forward to today, and we're going to do some fly fishing today for them. And today I'm down at Stafford Creek, and uh, hopefully uh, it's going to be like it's been. So the fish are still in some sort of territorial form for the peacocks. So we're targeting them with clouds or minnows and, and uh, uh, the fly rods, which is a lot. They're a lot of fun on the fly rods. So. Let me ask you a question real quick, uh, Steve Waters. Hey, Alan, you know, we see so many random canals when you drive around South Florida. There's canals, in, you know, along Davie, Orange Drive, down here in Miami Lakes. they got canals along Red Road. Just, you know, just just standard open canals everywhere, right? 
Uh, if a guy keeps a rod and reel like I do in my truck, is it worth worth pulling over and just throwing a lure right there? Is well, there other fish around those canals? Yeah, yeah. For for most people, it is definitely worth worth having a rod and reel in their in their truck or car. Uh, now, in your case, I'm not so sure about that. But, 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 oh, you had Go ahead, coming. man. Take your shot, Pinhead. Ooh, you had backlash. Go ahead, yes. Pinhead. Yes, sir. Thank but, you. But, but no, it is actually well worth it. And and uh, there are so many canals. And it's, it's another funny thing that you mentioned. I see these guys in the kayaks and stuff, and they're always in the big canal system. And I'm sitting there and saying to myself, no, that's, that's not the way to do it. Go to the small canals where nobody else can fish. And you get what I call dumb fish, and the dumb fish bite better. So, really, they should be targeting those smaller places. They don't have to worry about these big boats running up over anything either. Right, right. And, and uh, they go fishing where people, other people can't fish. So, so that's something they got to look at, you know, when they're doing that. But it, we have so many places to fish in South Florida. It's, a, it's just a great place. So keep a rod reel in the truck, Steve Waters. You have a place to safely pull over. Just go out there along the bank and cast out a lure or two or a worm or whatever, and something may bite it. Yeah, know, but I, yeah, I like that, Alan's suggestion. Steve will be good. Steve will be good with that. Now, I, I, I don't know about you. I, I just I just don't know. Well, I've got the pocket instant fisherman. I can never lose, dude. And, okay. and the banjo minnows. And the banjo minnows. The, uh, <laughs> what was that? The hurricane, the, the, the twister? Or what was that? that bait, <laughs> oh, that I, rem- I remember that. Uh, the helicopter. The helicopter, yeah. Everything on TV that you that you possibly should never buy for fishing, uh, I probably bought it. So I've got a whole stash of that right. non-working gear. Thank see, you, See, now, I, I like Alan's tip. You go to Nautical Ventures. You get yourself a nice Hobie kayak. Uh-huh. You go to these out-of-the-way places where nobody can get in the water. There you go. I slide your Hobie in there, pedal off, couple of rods, yeah. a box of... Uh, AZ Jungle Jigs or Jimmy Jigs or some fly, whatever. Whatever. And the fish will be like, oh, that looks good to eat. I've never seen that before. Yeah, because nobody's been here. That's it. Right. All right, see. Uh, before you go, name a couple of the hot spots for bass this week, canal-wise. Well, the, the C-100's been good. The C-8's been good. The clown knife fish have been biting in the C-8, which, which is uh, behind your old house. Miami Lakes, and, okay. And then, now, now, now that he's left, the, the clown knife fish have appeared, it, it seems. <laughs> Somebody had to take his place. Send but, in but, the clowns. Uh, God. He just won't stop, man. He <laughs> right. just and that won't C- stop. C-100, that's you, Kendall, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. This will teach you to pick on me before I even get on the radio. Right. And what about largemouth bass? What's your best bet? Uh, uh, well, gee, just about anything is working out there right now. Sawgrass, it's almost, right? Uh, and I've proved a bear hook can catch fish. At Sawgrass. Recreation. Okay. Yes. The Oscars are biting really well on the west side of, of uh, US 27. For the, those that like to go out to the Oscars. The finger canals. The finger canals, correct. Yeah. yeah. And the Oscars, Eric, they're, they're slimy, but they taste great and there's no limit because they're on Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Kill them all. Good fighters, too, man. All right, see, I hope your lower unit doesn't lock up on you too many times today. And uh, <laughs> have a fun. I guess I had that coming back. Have no, a- no, he brought it to Nautical <laughs> Ventures. It's doing great. Uh, yeah, next yes, time. yes, yes. All right, Al, have a great day, you wise guy. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. All you right, too. man. Take a little break. More captains coming up. Very funny with Zora, but he can take pot shots at me. I can, if I can give it, I can take it, man. Uh, you should have goes. learned by now. I know, man. But it, it's like taking pot shots at you know uh, Larry Holmes or George Foreman or. Marvin Hagler. I never said I was the smartest boy in the house, okay? But anyway, take a little break. Come back with more captains. 7.15 at 9.40 wins Miami sports.
Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune in to our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. Stay as long as you want. 721, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Eric Brandon, the fabulous writer for the outdoors column, is Steve Waters, my buddy for, gosh, 11 years now, almost Steve Waters, you and I together. That's right. That's right. Partners in fish and crime, baby. Yes, yes, sir. And I'll tell you what, uh, great fishing, busy time of year. Yeah, man. We got the Boynton Beach Firefighters Tournament today. We do. Open, you know, great uh, chili cook-off, weigh-in open to the public. Mm-hmm. We got the Miami Sport Fishing Tournament, Miami Beach Marina, same thing. Mm-hmm. Prizes, raffle, whatever, giving away a boat, that's today. Uh, but the Blue Wild. Today is the big Blue Wild at the at the. Uh, Broward County Convention Center. Yep. And actually, you can get uh, tickets online at thebluewild, mm-hmm. uh, either .com or .org. I'm not sure. But okay. uh, anyway, you get, it's 25 bucks at the door. And our next uh, guest, he's going to be featured there. You mean the one, the only Jim Matthew, Chiefy Matthew? The one and only Chiefy. He's going to have his uh, <laughs> Catching the Bug and Catching the Spirit, Spirit. books. They'll be available. Uh, maybe he'll autograph them if you're really nice to him. Well, maybe we'll let him talk. Shall we? Go. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm still alive. We, just took, I'm still alive. <laughs> we just took all your wind out of your sails, man. What's up, Chiefy? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Things are great. Um, yeah, I'm actually heading down to the Blue Wild right now. Uh, I have a, a, a table. I can't afford a booth. I'm not like these big bullfish, you know. I'm just a little little table. Um, but it'll be fun. I'll have my books for sale there, and yes, I'll uh, I'll autograph them. And I even have a a special discounted price because of the show uh, on my books. So how about that, huh, Steve? Waters? Wow, even better. I mean, the books are a bargain no matter what because they're yeah. filled with such great information. But yeah. uh, that, that's fantastic. And and I know tomorrow Jim's gonna talk about lobstering. There's seminars on spear fishing. As we mentioned earlier, Nautical Ventures has its 40,000-gallon pool set up, so paddleboarding, well, yoga on paddleboards. Here's the only problem from last year. Jim went to our 40,000-gallon pool last year, and he was doing a spearfishing demonstration in the pool, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and he shot the side of the pool, and we lost you know, all the water. All the water came you, you, forgot, you forgot to tell him I was in my Speedo. And your Speedo <laughs> with a spear gun. Man, that's a sight to be seen. <laughs> you know, I, actually, last year's show. Uh, I'm losing you, my appetite. You, the, there was a line to get in. I was wondering why. Now yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, Listen, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, she moved the show downstairs. So Sherry Day, by the way, I, I think I've done this show now six six years maybe okay and i always help out at the fort lauderdale boat show and the palm beach boat show because she has a little kind of blue wild featured in there as well so i will do a seminar tomorrow i think it's twelve thirty um about lobstering and also i kind of touch a little bit on spear fishing as well and then uh, even today there's a, a lobster seminar john johnnelly he's from the orlando area but he's a he's a lobster catching uh, guru he's pretty good too i, I attended his seminar last year and he did a great job so just a different perspective different things you know we all learn from each other that's really what mm-hmm. what's the whole great part about the blue wild just sharing stories and seeing old friends and just 
enjoyable crowd. You're right, Steve Waters. They, they were, there was a line getting in last year. So, you know, she went downstairs, and it's all under one roof now, including the pool. So I'm looking forward to it. Really, really am. Well, I know why there's a line, Steve Waters. They all want to get into our nautical venture zone. They were just waiting to get in line and, and check it out, man. You, you can, and you, so you can learn how to scuba dive off yeah. a kayak. Sure, man. And uh, or do the paddleboard yoga. That's always a well-attended session. They have a bikini fashion show. They've got some of the country's top marine artists there. And, of yep. course... Uh, Jim Matthews. Yeah, so, Jim Matthews. Uh, he freely shares all his uh, diving secrets. <laughs> right, well, Jim. no, no, not all my. Listen, here's the. Uh, you know, I did get out um, on uh, on Thursday. It was a little bumpy out there, and uh, the conditions were not ideal, even underwater. The uh, the viz was not that good. I mean, compared to last Friday, God, the the viz was incredible. Right. But uh, and we shot some yellow jack and a couple hogs. Nothing big, but. Uh, I know where there's three gag grouper and one black grouper, and I'm not I'm not telling. <laughs> May May first, we're gonna go visit that site, and hopefully they're still there. Oh, you that's know? right. Oh, a week from tomorrow, you'll be out there. All right. A week from tomorrow. So Jim, looking forward to it. We got a rock and roll, man. Have a great time with the uh, Blue Wild. Tell our guys at Nautical Ventures, you know, we said hey as always, and uh, have a great day, right. man. Okay. All right, and I'll see you guys there hopefully. All, All right, right, buddy. Okay, thanks, Jim. Jim. Hey, real quick, real quick, Eric. Yeah. So it's thebluewild.com, and hours today, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Right there, main floor at the convention center, bigger and better than ever. Thank you, sir, for the information. You are welcome. So from uh, so from J- Jim uh, Matthew, we'll go to Jimbo on line number two here. Jimbo Thomas, good morning, man. What's happening? Uh, we're out here trying to catch a fish. No <laughs> success yet. You're in the tournament? <laughs> Yes, we are. Well, we're attempting to be in it. But, okay. uh, yes, we are in the Miami Yamaha Contender Sport Fishing Tournament. And it's the first calm day we've had in a week. And we've been out here rocking and rolling all week and catching fish. And today it's nice and calm, and we're not catching fish. Well, you got, you got you got bait already? You still catch your bait, or you're actually dropping no, lines we're in? lines were in at 7 o'clock, and we, we had lines in at 7 o'clock in one second. Okay. And we've had a couple little nip bites on the bottom line, but nothing of any size yet. But all week we've been catching nice sized dolphin under frigate birds. But when this wind died and shifted, I have a feeling that all that changed as well. We're, we're sitting in 120 feet of water trying to get a kingfish for starters. And if this doesn't pan out, we might make a little loop offshore, see if we can find those frigate birds, because all the dolphin under these birds all week have been 15 to 20 pounders, so oh, nice ones. Man, nice fish. Gosh, it was a nice fish. Yeah. Waters, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I'm thinking, Jimbo, I mean, it's really no wind right now, but with a westerly wind, they might move farther offshore than they've been. The yeah, dolphin. and see, we've just, it's just a total change in the pattern, so the fish are going to change their pattern as well. Yeah. So uh, the the kingfish don't necessarily get affected by a west wind as much as the dolphin do. Right. But right. Rick, Rick just said really because we haven't <laughs> caught any yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jimbo, back in the day, haven't you been like runner up like uh, maybe three or four or five years in a row? You had almost the top spot for a while. Well, yeah, we've been we've got second place. Well, when it was a billfish tournament, especially. Yeah. Right. But now we're uh, talking all kinds of fish, which is, is a lot of fun. Uh, last year, we I think we ended up in fifth place. So 
So we we pay for our beer at least. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty they, solid top five boat, yeah. Thomas Flyer. That's not that's not being shabby number you know, five through one. Year in year out, you kidding? That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're hoping to improve this year, but there are a lot of great fishermen out here. But it might be a low fish uh, turnout because of uh, this weather. It's beautiful weather, but you know, it might turn on uh, a little later. We're right by the sea buoy, and the water is very green, and there's no current, so the conditions are less than ideal. Yeah. But that's subject to change. We're going to give this a little bit longer, and if nothing, make a move and see if we can find those okay. fish. Well, Jimbo, tell Rick to put out some deep baits, okay? All right. Put out some deep baits, Rick. Steve says so. You're telling a professional catch, captain how to, how to fish we his catch, boat. Well, somebody's got to be in charge. Well, Jimbo's up top. He can't see everything that's going on I, I or got, not going on. I got on. you. Okay. We'll give you uh, some credit if that deep one works, Steve. Yeah, that's fine. But we are captains so far. They've all been saying uh, some of the deep baits have pr- produced pretty nicely. So, Right. Okay. Just in well, case. we do have. We got. We got from the bottom to the surface covered right this moment. It appears that there's nothing in this vicinity that I'm sitting at. All right, well, Eric, we better let him go because it's going to be fish on. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, any man. second. Okay, Jimbo, good luck to you, man. Catch him up. You got it, guys. Good luck to everybody. All right, man. Good tournament, Steve Waters. Uh, species, again, are what? The dolphin, tuna fish, wahoo, kingfish. Kingfish, yeah. The whole batch of fish and also sailfish. And sailfish, too. Yeah, and, and they donate a lot of money to conservation. That's great. So a lot of good stuff. You know, a lot of the, the, the two tournaments we've been talking about today, Yeah, all the money goes to needy, worthy causes, Great unlike yeah. some scamming tournaments. Yeah, and and the them. Blue Wild also uh, raises money for sure. charity. So great events today. And not to mention the fact if you don't fish, you can go to the uh, weigh-in and enjoy some cocktails, some snacks, hors d'oeuvres, and uh, watch the fish being unloaded. Yeah, That's if, always I, fun. If, if I wasn't going to be at the Blue Wild, I'd probably run up to the uh, Boynton Beach Firefighters Tournament, grab me some chili. Chili, baby. Yeah, man. Get some chili. Have a cold beard. Watch those fish That's come right. on the dock. And, you know, if it gets too hot, the firefighters will hose you down. So. <laughs> they sure will, man. All right, hey, it's been a hot show so far. Take a break. Uh, coming up this hour, by the way, she's back. She was a guest before. Uh, Chef Pauletta will be on the program uh, with a segment called Cooking That Catch. You catch your fish. Instead of your normal routine of cooking fish, she'll give you some ideas on how to make that mahi better, or that kingfish better. Extra special. Extra special. Take a break. More stuff coming up at 731, 940 wins. Miami Sports. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Well, the competition is on. We just had Jimbo Thomas on, Steve Waters, talking about the uh, big built, the big Miami tournament today. Right. He was getting ready for a quadruple header of something. That's what he said. And, of course, Bouncer Smith is competing as well. So, Cap, good morning. Welcome back. Man, I don't know where Jimbo's at, but he sure blew it because we're in a hot spot. <laughs> oh, Jimbo's listening. Yeah, Jimbo, yeah, he's yeah, in a hot spot. Yeah, we heard where. We heard you're not far from government cut. Actually, I'm all the way up at Hall over cut. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a long ride. And, and we're not getting a bite. <laughs> that's not good. We're, we're like Jimbo. We had a couple of nibbles or dribbles or something. Had a couple little nibbles on the bottom, but no fish. What's the first fish you're targeting, Cap? You looking for kings first or what? 
Yeah, we were looking for kings, muttons, and cobias, and we caught nothings, nothings, and nothings. Maybe, uh, maybe a jimmy jig might change your luck. Well, that might be a thought if we were uh, fishing for grouper and amberjack, but, <laughs> but we're fishing for kingfish and cobias. So. All right. Actually, one of my buddies did catch a huge cobia on a vertical jig one time, but uh, that's a long shot for mutton snappers and kingfish. The kingfish bite them really good. It's really good for sails because when they bite those uh, vertical jigs, they cut them all off. So uh, tough start, beautiful weather. We uh, got out here with the moon over Miami, and then we had a spectacular sunrise. And now we just got a little light swell out of the southeast, and just beautiful conditions. We just got to wait for the fish to wake up. I think they all got a hangover from last night. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bouncer, one of the things uh, Jimbo was saying was it, it had been kind of rough and bumpy, bumpy east winds. And now completely opposite conditions. And maybe it does take the fish a little bit to adjust. Yeah, it's it's always bad news when the wind quits. But fishing was terrible yesterday too, so and the wind was and it was rougher and all get out yesterday, so we're gonna we're gonna wear out that excuse about the calm weather if if they don't bite when it's rough either. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, is it a matter of hours, days, or do they just change location in your experience? uh, Generally speaking, when the wind goes calm, it usually takes a day for them to get over it, get hungry again. But uh, we kind of got a trilogy of excuses today. We got the day after the full moon. We got a west wind. Uh, Let me see now. we got A.B. on the boat. Maybe that's the problem. He's, he's the fish fear him so much. But uh, <laughs> the west wind and the full moon are both tough ones to deal with. And then we are having a front go through, which is part of the west wind. So that's a downside, too. But the important thing is, is that it's a beautiful day to be out fishing, spend time with family and friends. And if you can catch a fish while you're at it, that'll just make it all that much better. And with all the cobia and big dolphins and stuff that have been around, you ought to be able to rustle up something before the day's over. Okay, and, and now, Bouncer, we we got to run, but I'm going to give you one bit of advice. Uh, always keep in mind, I've never covered a tournament where nobody caught a fish. So you got that right, Somebody's going to catch them. That's so. it. So some days it only takes one fish, so keep at it. That's no doubt about it. I appreciate the good advice because it is very, very accurate. We never caught a fish on the couch. <laughs> All right, Cafe. Good luck to you, man. Hope you take this thing you today. Bet. All our captains Have a great there. one. Thank, Thank you very you much. Too. To the Keys we go, Steve Waters. He's great on the program. Key West, the fishing is always red uh, hot, man, always happening. Casey Hunt back at the show. Casey, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. So, what you up to this week, Casey? Well, I'm actually on the boat heading out. You caught me just perfect. And, uh, you know, fishing, fishing's still been pretty good down here. There's been no current. So, a lot of the sailfish and a lot of the mahis that we have here in Key West have pushed way offshore. And there's a good mahi bite about 20 miles to the east of Key West out there in a little area they call East Crack. Uh, so that's been very good there. I'm going to the west today to go catch some yellowtails and some blackfin tunas. The yellowtail fishing from 80 feet to 
120 feet if you're anchoring up Chumman. It's been phenomenal, and there's some mutton snappers mixed in, too. Uh, you know, you get on some of the deeper wrecks, like 200-foot wrecks off of Key West, and there's plenty of blackfin tunas and some wahoos mixed in and king mackerel. So fishing's still been pretty good here. You know, we had a slow tournament week last week for us, but uh, we still caught some sails and some tunas and some wahoos. So fishing's, fishing's still good in Key West, and it's only going to get better. Little brother Stan was saying he was amazed at how many schools of tunas he saw while you guys were out trying to catch sailfish. Yeah, it's uh, the, the blackfin tuna fishery down here in Key West is pretty spectacular. Yeah, that's great. So, what would, how, you know, I know you said fish have pushed offshore, but when you leave Key West, what's the, you know, like closest spot you could go to mileage wise and get into the thick of it? Uh, you can go straight out of Key West, and if you have some tights or go trolling, either one, get out there in two, 300 feet of water, and you'll, you will catch the blackfin tuna because the water's going to, right now, the cleaner water's been out to about 200 feet of water, and once you get outside of the green, bluish water and get in that clean, pretty water, that's where all the tuna's at that. Sounds good to me, Steve Waters. I'm dying to fish back in the Keys, man. Especially Key West has been many years since I've gone that far south, man. It's time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I haven't been to Key West in several years either. So, and and it is one of my favorite places to fish. And now, Casey, you're you're running the flight plan that brand new Spencer, and uh, you're down there until when? I am down here until June. I actually got to run home. I got a little motor issue, so I got to run back to Maris and uh, get a motor fixed. It's just a bad coolant leak that we got to get squared away, and then. Uh, Hopefully only be there a week or so and then turn around and run back to Key West till about mid-June. Okay, so you are uh, pick the best time of year to be down there. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, the mahi fishing is going to get incredible. The bigger black fins, those 30-pounders, 30 35-pounders are going to start showing up. So we're really excited fishing's going to get good. So you guys might have to come down here and do the show live. Let's do it, man. We got the remote control stuff, Steve Waters. I got all that remote gear at my, my crib. I can go down there and do a live broadcast. That sounds good to me. All right. Hey, Casey, by the way, do you have a uh, Facebook or a webpage we can check out some of your fish posts and stuff? Just lost him. Which we just lost. Oh, well. <laughs> As I asked that big question, man, the phone just died, but I'm sure he does. We'll, we'll research and find right, him. Right. Okay? Check out, right. Casey Hahn or maybe just Flight Plan. There you go. Hey, by the way, let's plug our own website, by the way, Steve Waters. We have, we're very socially active, by the way. Uh, Nautical Ventures has got their website, which they post our stuff on, nauticalventures.com. We have the Weekly Fisherman Show on Instagram and also a Weekly Fisherman page. It's the Weekly Fisherman Radio Show brought to you by Nautical Ventures on Facebook. So we're socially active, man. Log in and check us out. That's right. And you can also check out the Winds 940 website. Yeah. And check out all the great shows on Winds, as well as our uh, podcast of previous shows. There you go, dude. All righty. I'm uh, kind of hungry, my friend. How about you? Yeah, I'm starving. How about some fish for breakfast? Would you handle a filet for breakfast? Anytime. Maybe? All right. Chef Paul, I coming up next with Cook That Catch, 745 at 940 Winds, Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son of a sailor. Welcome back to the show, the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. 
Back at our old station, Steve Waters, she was quite the regular, and we're glad to have her back on the show because, you know what, cooking fish can be pretty much a repetitious routine. Do the same old thing over and over again. You think it's okay, but you know what? Let's spice it up, dude. Let's bring it up a notch. Sure, why not? Emerald might say, bam. Chef Paulette, (laughs) back on the show. Good morning, Paulette. How are you? Good morning, Eric and Steve. How are you guys doing today? We are doing great. Great to have you back on the program. You have been a chef for many years. You've been on our show for many, many years. And every time you do a recipe, you have me with that chin drool going on, man, because you really make some great food. And uh, curious to see what you're cooking up this weekend for us. Well, as you know, when you've had the opportunity to cook here and there, and I always like to do a little twist or come up with a little food trivia because I'm like a real food nerd, as they say. Like, you know, you have fishing nerds and food nerds. So, so today I have, I'm going to start off and ask you guys about what's running. And, and uh, you had told me, uh, why don't you tell me what's the, what a lot of, there's a lot of fish out there. And you said something about a special fish you wanted me to make today. What was it? Well, it wasn't a special fish. It's one of the fish that we're catching quite often down here. Mahi, mahi are running like crazy, Paul. Like big, big mahi fillets all over the place. Right. Well, the reason I said that is the mahi fillet is such a, an interesting thing because people know it as a dorado or they know it as dolphin and they get really concerned. And that's why I say it's a special fish because it, it, the, the name itself is uh, the mahi-mahi stands for very strong. And sometimes when people think about fish, very strong could be in the taste, but this is because the fish itself <laughs> is very strong and it's, uh, that's what the, the, the name means that in Hawaiian. So I thought, you know, here I am, this big food nerd, Let's do something with a Hawaiian twist, which most people probably wouldn't think of in South Florida. Okay. So let me just tell you a few cool things about uh, grilling. I I do a lot of grilling on an electric grill. I started as their corporate chef or electric chef. And what I find in grilling and that people don't really uh, understand is how to grill fish. So the number one thing is you have to season your grill. You get it hot. And, you know, you don't want it to, it's, it's most extreme hot because a lot of grills can go to six, 800 degrees. So I take Oof. a paper towel and I let the t- uh, pour some oil, put it on the grill. The next thing you want to do is make sure your fish is rinsed and seasoned with a little salt and pepper. You don't have to go crazy with seasonings because the fish itself tastes so great. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, what I'm going to do is two things that people don't always try. One thing you're going to do is take a little bit of pineapple juice and you're going to drizzle that over your fish once you've rinsed it and patted it dry and add a little salt and pepper. Then I'm going to take a cedar plank that I've had soaking in a little bit of water before I started cooking and I set that on my grill along with this piece of filet. And I always suggest that if if you're going to be cooking and you're going to have a big meal to only do like a four ounce filet because that's what a lot of people don't know. Well, that's not very big. But if you do them in four-ounce fillets and somebody wants a second piece, then they can have a man or a, a woman who's, you know, really looking for some good proteins can mm-hmm. go to eight ounces. So okay. I suggest a pound is four four-ounce fillets. You then take that cedar plank, plank and you leave it on the grill with the, with, the, with the mahi on top. In the meantime, what you're going to do is you're going to take some pineapples and you're going to slice them up. And the little saucepan, and people don't know this, that you can put there's certain saucepans that you can just put right on the grill, or you can use one of those little aluminum containers. And what I want you to do is put the, put the, the sliced pineapple where you can get it already cleaned and everything at the grocery store, and you're going to put that sliced pineapple right on the grill, again, seasoned with a little oil, all by itself. If you want, you can sprinkle a little cinnamon on it, but it's not necessary. 
But then in this little container, you're going to put some coconut milk. Now, not the kind you guys want to drink after you've been out on the boat all day, you know, that you use inside your pina coladas, but a pure coconut milk that's, that's not so sweet. Inside of there, you put a little raspberry jam, and you let it mix around. You mix it around a little bit, and you pour a little bit more of that coconut milk. And while that's cooking, you add maybe a little honey if you like. And if you're if you like to have a little alcohol in your in your food, you can always add maybe some curacao or something that's got a little sweetness to it, and make it taste really good. That'll start to simmer and it'll reduce by half. By the time everything is ready and you've turned your pineapple once or twice, this case you do not have to turn your mahi because it's getting all the smoke and flavors from the cedar plank. Now, let's say you don't have a cedar plank. You could have put that snap mahi right directly on the grill and waited. If you, what I do is I always put the rounded side, which is the, the side where the skin was not, down on the grill first. Take okay. it off the grill and... Put it together. Oh, okay, so all and then do cooked. the hula. Yeah, you do the hula, but take all that off the grill, see if all that's off the plank, put it on your plate, and you are cooked. Okay. All right. Excellent. Great job. <laughs> all right. Thank, all thank right, you, Chef. All right. Appreciate it. I'll put it. Post it for you on your, your website. You got it. Thank you very much. Seawater's great show. I'm starving <laughs> after that pineapple concoction she put together on that. Yeah, on that how about grill. a nice Hawaiian punch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick around, man. Jeff DeForest, Polly Mann, and Dave Gurgles Gurgling with the JM Lexus Challenge coming up next. And, of course, sports all day right here. The one, the only, 940 wins Miami sports. We'll see you.